That's Am right. I, I, already, I already shipped the bottle. So um, our first recipient, Lisette. Lisette, yes. Is that my, am, I, am I remembering this correctly? Lisette? Yes. In that's San Antonio. Uh, she is going to get hers this week because I already Yay. sent it. And I, this, this is the one that will be going to you if you win today. So comment, let us know you're here. Um, and oh, I will start writing down names. And we will draw one at the end of the hour, I guess. But today, we're talking about how we can avoid the ER vet around the holidays. And I thought it would be good. We have, like, there are some common, hello, Crystal. Um, there are some common themes as to why, like, dogs generally wind up in the ER vet around the holidays and a lot of them are GI issues. Of Lots. course, yeah. You tagged me, was it yesterday? A dog had a literal Christmas tree light, light bulb in their, <laughs> in their belly. Okay, brothers, Cavaliers, thank you Bob, for joining us. 441, hi. So, um, yeah, a lot of GI stuff going on that I think a lot of it we probably don't of course if your dog swallows something that they shouldn't swallow you probably want to check into that but oh um bloat blow, ingesting bones that's a big one um pancreatitis parts which was ornament also that dog yeah the dog yes. had, had chewed parts of the christmas tree including a christmas ornament that was plastic and a um somehow got into a light bulb. One of the little tree lights was in there and there was a bunch of other stuff too. I didn't look too I know. <laughs> it was a ton of, of undigested kibble. I know that. Ah. Ribbons and tinsel. Ribbons and tinsel. Candles, potpourri, alcohol. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Cho chocolate. Chocolate. Candies, xylitol. Cause mm -hmm. um, you know, you, have guests over they put their purse in the on the floor xylitol mm -hmm. could be in your like sugar-free gum that yep. I, actually, I actually had a client that happened to them not at a gathering or anything it was you know regular time of year put her purse down totally forgot that she had gum in there and her dog went in her dog had never shown any interest in her purse before it was like you know and that's my biggest thing is People will say, my dog doesn't do that until your dog <laughs> does that. And then you're like, oh, shoot, my dog does do that. So for me, it's like I don't even give my dog the chance to prove me right or wrong. I just prevent. Because yes. it only takes that one day that they kind of look twice at that pill you left. Where you've right. left it every single day for two years. And then one day they're like, what's that? Yes, I know. And... um or you drop things on the floor and you can't find them or like I won't even if like chocolate is a gift it's not it is being like wrapped up that's not even going like I have the most like perfect angel dog ever but that's not going in the tree either yes do not put edibles under the tree first of all because your edible <laughs> arrangement is going to be ruined um but also because they smell a lot stronger than us so you might not smell the cheese and pate and all the stuff that goes in those like the sausages but your dog and your cat are definitely smelling that and then they have to get through like the plastic wrapping the tinsel the you know filler the spanish moss they put in those baskets mm -hmm. the ribbon everything that put they have to get past that sometimes eating it in the process and then they get yeah. to the sausage eat the wrapper with the sausage and now you're looking at intestinal obstruction yeah which is not fun can be thousands of dollars in surgery right um but I thought it would be really important to start out, hello, hello, cattle, dog, brothers. So I thought it would be important to start out with, I have 10 reasons why you absolutely would want to go to the emergency room. Yes. Um, and just real quickly, for those of you that have just joined us, we are giving away another bottle of Calm. Um, so comment, say hello. We will be drawing a name at the end of, of the hour. So... Why do you absolutely want to have immediate veterinary attention for your dog um, or your cat? So number one is struggling to breathe. 
this one is like super close to my heart. Um, my, my heart dog, my Pomeranian, <sighs> poor baby. She, she had trouble breathing on her last day alive. So I don't want to cry, but struggling to breathe. Always, always, always get to the vet right away. Because mm -hmm. um, that could be so many things. If they are like, they can't stop coughing and they can't rest. Um, that can be a huge problem, whether it's something stuck like in their trachea. Um, again, both struggling to breathe and this like constant coughing are, are heart disease as well. And that is something you want to get on top of right away. Um, bloat. So like if their stomach is like distended uh, and you're like, what is going on? That's a problem you need to see. Yeah, with bloat, they usually like look like they're trying to like vomit, but they can't mm -hmm. face a lot because they kind of feel so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, if you even suspect bloat, and especially if you have a breed that's predisposed to it, like do not take a chance. Don't say, oh, I'll take them in the morning when the vet opens. Like these right. are things, unfortunately, you've got to take them to the ER and um, just rule stuff out. And if you suspect bloat, you call in advance and you tell them you're coming because they need to know, clear a room and get to work pretty quickly. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think anytime you're going to the ER vet, call them ahead of time, let them know what's going on, what, you know, that you're on your way. Because honestly, where I am in Georgetown in like that 20 mile radius of me, our regular vets are so overwhelmed that on a regular, normal Monday through Friday, nine to five, our ER vets are overwhelmed and you can't even get into the ER vet on a normal day. Yeah. So um, around the holidays, it's going to be, I mean, they may reroute you and say, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go somewhere else. I've yeah. had that here. I mean, I don't even know if my, my emergency vets would even answer the phone if I called in advance. Um, they're so overwhelmed. I've had that where I sat for two hours and like, it was my, um, it was minor, but it was still an emergency in the fact that it was ringworm and I didn't want my kids to get it and I needed diagnoses and like pomade or whatever they were going to give me. So I, uh, I went and waited for two hours and then they sent me, they were like, go somewhere else. Yeah, I know. And if you can know, if you can know that ahead of time, it can say, especially in these like really life threatening like bloat, right? Um, so if they're whimpering in pain, mm -hmm. that could be so many things. Yes. Like, it is, you know your dog better than anyone else. So I don't want to say like, for sure, if your dog is like actually whimpering, then that's very, some, some dogs are just really, really sensitive. So you know your dog better than anybody else. Well, <laughs> My dog screams like a woman. <laughs> My, I have a whimpering dog that, like, obviously you can see what is what is setting her off. Like, if it's a storm, we've talked about her noise phobia. Yeah. But I had a dog who was six months old and came in from playing outside and, like, was kind of limping. And then she spent, like, two hours whimpering. And we were like, okay, this is not normal because she wasn't a whimper. She was tough as rocks, that one. She probably ate rocks. Um, and we took her to the emergency vet only to find out she had broken a toe. So she was whimpering because she had legitimate pain. So yes. Yeah. If this is, and she wasn't screaming like a woman. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to steal that. She wasn't screaming like a woman. She was just kind of laying low and like, it was the end of the day. So it was like, we usually laid low at that time, but it was the, and it was kind of like every exhale was like a little complaint. And honestly, I was impressed she wasn't screaming like a woman because she had a broken toe. Yeah. Well, I, I remember my Pomeranian got stung by a bee one time. And the only reason I, I figured it out, she was lit, like running in circles and like wouldn't put her foot on the ground. Like she kept trying to put her foot. So I finally like had to grab her and I'm looking at her paw and I could see the stinger. And I, you know, got tweezers and pulled it out. But like, I'm like, she, it was just like, she was not, she was like, ah, 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 and running ah. in circles. <laughs> <laughs> My poor baby. Um, so, you know, you can 
assess the situation, but if they're whimpering like that, generally it means there's something something really going on. Um, if their gums are yellow, or I would even say, like, so yellow is a problem. This is probably something that's been coming on for a while. Um, but I would even say if they're really, really pale, um, you know, there are some things you can do at home if your dog has pale gums, but that's beyond what I think, you know, a conversation on social media should handle um, and get to your vet. Yeah, because that could be poisoning. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of things. That could be obviously internal organ stuff, but it could be as something like urgent as poisoning. So definitely yeah. any kind, especially if it's paired with anything like lethargy or it's paired yeah. with confusion. I had a dog, who, the same dog, the dog who broke her toe. She got into Proin, which is a pill for bladder incontinence. That was another dog's. She smelled the beef. Oh, yeah. the jar and broke the jar apart got into the pills and it wasn't until i realized that she was kind of like acting a little drunk that then i looked at her gums and then i was like okay what did she get into and i looked went around the house i knew it was because she's a counter surfer knew she was going to get into something so i went around the house and i saw that what she had gotten immediately called poison control immediately called the vet took her immediately but that should be like a sign because like when i opened her mouth it was white like she was yeah. she was in bad bad shape yeah absolutely um if they're dragging their legs struggling to walk they're falling down or collapsing these are all serious very serious things seizures um unless you know if you have a dog that you are managing their seizures you understand they have a there are things going on but like if a seizure happens out of nowhere and this is something you you and your dog have not experienced before you're not prepared for this please get yes. into your vet's office um uncontrolled vomiting and or diarrhea um that could be so many things including obstruction as we were just talking about earlier and of course trauma so like being hit by a car attacked by another dog um big gaping wounds things like that so those are some reasons that you absolutely, hands down, please go to the ER vet right away. And I wanna add about the obstruction, a lot of pet parents don't realize that even though there's an obstruction, there could be diarrhea or there could be vomit. People think obstruction, they think it's stopped. Actually, yeah. the inflammation causes fluid buildups and like they still, it's usually very watery diarrhea, very watery vomit, but it's, it's a sign that something's wrong when it's like explosive or super watery and uncontrollable along with your pet is lethargic, whining, complaining, because an obstruction is going to be painful. So by the time it gets to the point where there's nothing coming out, we're in big, 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 big trouble. So take those early warning signs of vomiting and diarrhea as a warning sign that you should go immediately and that they can either induce vomiting, depending on where it is. They're obviously going to do x-rays to find out what it is, where it is, and then they'll induce vomiting or surgery, which, you know what? I was surprised that Socks in 12 and a half years that I had her never had to have surgery to remove anything. She never had an intestinal obstruction. I don't know, I'm telling you, she was like tough as, <laughs> um, but I fully expected at some point she would be a super danger to herself and she would end up with some kind of surgery because some dogs, and the thing is, no matter how much I tried to manage it, she was smarter than me. She was more of an opportunist than me. So like, yeah. you have to that. You definitely be on the alert for these signs. And if you yes. have a sick dog like Kim, <laughs> then maybe you're not, then you're out of the ordinary. And even then you're going to be like, wait, Kim's usually like really even keel and like happy. And now she's, something is different. So take yeah. that as a sign serve. But obviously, that said, it's really by the time you see these, usually the patient is pretty advanced, and that's why we're yeah. saying that. Absolutely, yeah. um, and I think yes, obstructions in dogs happen far too often, and you know we—that's a lot of what we have talked about. But, but I really want to stress with are cats like for some reason and maybe this isn't you but for a lot of cat parents we kind of like we just don't take we don't how do i want to say this we don't 
put as much attention into what our cats are doing as we do our dogs. Like, and obstructions in cats are very, very serious as well and can happen just as easily, especially with string and tinsel. Um, and, you know, they have fun with all these toys we buy them, but like they can pull a string off of something and it gets tied up inside of their intestinal tract. Like that is a huge, huge problem. I actually, I had a cat who was vomiting with diarrhea at the same time for more than a day. And I, like, I insisted, my vet was like, it's okay. And I was like, no, we need an x-ray because there could be something going on that I don't know inside of this cat's, <laughs> you know, unfortunately I was wrong. Thank goodness I was wrong. But um, I'm like, no, please just, you're going to make me feel so much better if we just get this x-ray done. Better. Yes, because it, it, I feel like we just, I don't know, we take cats for granted. Maybe. It's not I feel like we forget how, especially for me, I have a cat that I, here. I'm trying to teach my husband, like this cat has access to the counter. We forget that they can access more things than yeah. dogs. And just because we're at work, we don't see them climb on the refrigerator, just they don't climb on the refrigerator. Because yeah. we're you know, out and don't see them like getting into the Christmas Right. Yeah. So cats are more curious. Cats are more agile, and we for we forget that they are so agile. Um, actually, add my best friend Grace to your list because she's over here on Facebook. Oh yay! Okay. Um yeah, and if you guys are on, we are going to do a giveaway at the end of this. So please comment, say hi, so we can enter you in the giveaway. You are going to be entered to win a home by dog health which let's talk about what that would do for some holidays um as prep like if somebody gets that yes. their pets so yeah calm from cbd dog health is a full spectrum hemp extract that also so it and it's in an mct oil and it also has lavender essential oil in it for added calming um, let me write down Diane before I forget. Hello, Diane. Diane Echo. Okay. Um, echo, Echo, Echo. So, um, yeah, this is great for, I actually was just listening to Angela talk about this again today. Really great to just take the edge off. So you're not going to, like, be sedating your dog with this. But no. you're just going to take the edge off of things to where they can calm, they can be relaxed and calm and still go about everything that they need to do. They can participate and play and go outside and go potty and do all the things. Yeah. This but is they're not just going like, to, you know, they're just going to be like. Full bottle in order for it to you know. <laughs> <laughs> Over you wouldn't want to do anyway because it's costly, it's expensive. So, yes. you know do it anyway so no. worry about your pet themselves like i think that's like a very big concern when using anything calming it's like yeah. chemicals not going to drug your pet um you know cbd is not the right cbd is not going to drug your pet we only recommend for that reason because we know it, we believe you know that it is the best on the market whether yeah. go buy something else i can't speak to that product but this one right. We're not being paid to say this. This just no. um, and it's good stuff. So don't worry about the sedating effect. It's just like that that this the, that level ten comes down to a level six or a level five. Yeah. They're more at ease, and that's what we all want, right? Absolutely. So the uh, holidays are a great time to onboard something like this if you've never tried it before. Um. And as we talked about last week, like there's no test for how deficient the endocannabinoid system. By the way, hello, Alexa. Thank you for joining us. And Diane wants to see what's on your t-shirt. Ho, oh, ho, ho. You're all Christmassy. <laughs> I got it at Michael's. It was so cute. I myself. My mom, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I need this shirt. Ho, ho, ho with little puppies. But thank you for noticing. So cute. <laughs> um. Yeah, so what are like some of the, I, don't, I think I said this last week, low hanging fruit that we can talk about. We can talk about, we've already talked about not putting food underneath the Christmas tree, what, wrapped or not. 
Um, hello, Rob Hetzfood. Um, so wrapped or not, we're not putting any food under the Christmas tree. Cat, don't use ribbon. Like if no you want ribbon. The wrapped presents under the tree, by all means. But like use those big chunky maybe ribbons, you know, like the big mm -hmm. bows. They're a little 1982, but they're cute. <laughs> uh, don't do the ribbons or, you know, just don't put anything on it until it's time to give that closer to the actual date because the longer it's there the more like your cat might like walk by it one time and then walk by it again and now i'm like interested in it and now i'm like tapping it and now i'm going and smelling it and so you're giving them more time to get acquainted with something that could really mess them up internally so yeah just avoid these things if you have a christmas tree and your cat is showing a ton of interest in like the light bulbs get you know the, the strangulation risk is very serious this year because I don't know with my new cat what I'm going to do so I bought like a smaller naked tree to put in the corner so we still have somewhere to put our gifts but avoid the tinsel avoid the flocking that stuff that makes your Christmas tree look snowy that stuff is toxic for everybody in the house it gets everywhere your cat's going to be covered in it your dog who is big enough it's going to be covered in it your house is going to be covered in it if you have little kids it's going to be in their food and their hair it's just not a good idea. So avoid the flocking, avoid the tinsel, avo delay the ribbon if you must have ribbon. Um, just make smart choices so that you're like, you know, I wish I could have a gorgeous tree on the third, like on the, you know, on the 13th ready to go. Like you're not gonna have that this year. You're gonna have this, you know, maybe the, the night, the 24th, you start wrapping stuff and putting it under. But um, avoid leaving food out. Like if you have people over, like obviously don't put the chocolate on um, where your dog can reach it. My dog loves chocolate. Like if my kids are eating chocolate, she's like standing there cause she's gotten a couple pieces and luckily she's big and you know, I have little kids. So like what she's gotten, nobody, no, I don't even know. Uh, but she's an opportunist. So if we leave anything on the coffee table, I know she's going to go for it. And when you're gathering and when you're saying hello and somebody's coming to the door, before you know it, that, that steak is gone, that, that, you know, brie, the baked brie yeah. is on and like we're gonna talk about pancreatitis i'm sure and we're not gonna blame fat for pancreatitis but a whole baked brie is probably not the best meal for your pet this holiday season so just oh, be God. proactive with whatever you're putting out cocktails like chances are your cat and your dog are not gonna like want to take a second sip but that first sip is probably not a good idea anyway just like be smart about what you do, like like baby proofing, but like pet proofing. And um, I don't know, like if you see your pets showing a lot of interest in something, maybe manage it and move it, put it away for next year. Like my cat's still pretty young. So I know that what I do this year may not be what I do next year, but I'm gonna take my precautions. And that's just to stay out of the emergency vet. I don't wanna go there. I know. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you know your pet best, yeah. but, I can't help but even as like we're opening presents on Christmas morning, there's there are trash bags. Like yeah. we're not just throwing stuff everywhere to clean up four hours later and letting the dog wander through all of it. You know what I mean? Like it's going in the trash okay. bag right away. <laughs> okay. It's at that point anyway. You gotta it move isn't. boys and for the things that you're gonna tinker with. Yes. yes. Uh, and also take your trash out so like after your party you're tired you're boozy whatever don't leave the trap the trash like half open with food leaking out because your dog and your cat are gonna get into that take it out to the outdoor bin make sure that if you have like a counter surfing dog or a dog that gets into your trash can baby proof the trash can they sell stuff on chewy on pet smart on amazon that's like 12 bucks and you can put it on your cabinets whatever your my cat opens drawers like if he knows that his food is in something, he'll open the drawer. Um, luckily it's canned food so that he can't, you know, he can't really do much with it. But if there were kibble in there in a bag, he would break into the bag. I know to baby proof or cat proof or Van Gogh proof, but just take so pr the precautions and know your limitations. Like if you're drinking your wine and having a good time and the trash is getting full, take it out before it gets to the point where like now it's like urgent. Just yeah. Remember that your pet is going to be very interested in all of these flavors, all of these smells. I mean, it's literally like we come in and we like tempt them with the best stuff, and then we're like, bad dog, don't eat that. Right? Yes. 
I know it's like those um, videos that you see where it's like their dogs are like looking at you bringing in a whole Dagon tree and they're like, I can't bring a stick in this house, but you can bring a whole Dagon tree, right? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> my, um, my mom is not entered, but she just joined us on oh. Facebook. Hi, mom. Hello. Mom, it's super late. Why are you on? Hi. Oh my goodness. <laughs> super late. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello, Isabel's mom. Um, I tell, I've told you about. She's my room. Oh, my my um, nephew Rocco's on. Aw, so sweet. <laughs> so much love. Yes. So, um, yeah, like, and talk. If you're gonna have guests over, talk to your guests ahead of time. And mm. if you are insistent upon inviting somebody into your house that you cannot trust then maybe you need to put your pet in a safe space while they are there yes <laughs> um yeah. and elaborate on can't trust like can't trust close a door can't trust them to be nice to your to pet. listen to you i mean really like if you tell somebody hey don't give my dog scraps off of your plate because i don't know what you're going to give my dog maybe it has right. onion in it maybe right yes and they're like oh but it's fine and you're like no seriously it's not fine and you can't trust them to not give your dog something behind your back then one maybe don't invite them but if you are insistent on inviting them <laughs> maybe they're not <laughs> maybe protect your dog another way <laughs> yeah and it's what we talked Last week, we talked about creating a safe space so, like, your pet doesn't feel like they're missing out the fun. They have like, a shuffle mat with treats, they have music, they have their favorite bed, toys, um, maybe their, you know, their, obviously their litter box if they need it. You know, all those things are in one room. They feel cozy. They kind of maybe don't whine at the beginning, but eventually they'll relax and they'll, like, be better off. And everybody will be happier because you don't have to worry about, oh, my gosh, are you, who's coming in the door? Did somebody see the cat? Like, I would never host with my cat out. Ever. Right. Yeah. I can't be like serving cocktails and making sure my cat's not getting out the back door. Like that's just, you know, just to minimize. And the last thing I want on the holidays is for my pet to be missing. Like I'll take the emergency vet over missing pet because at least the emergency vet, like we know we're in the right place. We're getting medical attention. Like if your pet goes missing and most rescues and shelters are, you know, because of the holiday, it's just, it's such a crazy layer. So if you really, want to host by all means obviously host but um just host in a way that everybody has a good time including your pets um you you know you wouldn't have your kids at like a 10 p.m cocktail party probably so why would you have your pets like i you know i i kind of put them all to bed goodbye right yeah and i mean you can if you want to bring them out on a leash to uh -huh. say hi to people to make them feel like you know they are part of the festivities and doing all the things, then do that. But, you know, be, and I, I say leash. I mean, some people, some people walk their cats on a leash. Like, that's up to you. I would think I, those cats are, yeah. But, I, for him, but honestly, I would just like enjoy the people because I can enjoy the pets. I feel like we, we, we really do humanize pets a lot by being like, oh, they want to be part of the party. They don't, they really don't. Like they, they really don't. Like they probably are curious about what's going on yeah. down or in your house and they probably do want to lay eyes on who's there what's going mm -hmm. on but they don't want to like sit and hear small talk they really don't hi yeah. Larry, my sister and hi Rachel uh, hi so I can put you, you my mom does not need to be entered because she doesn't have a dog so my would love okay some, sister some, some calming CBD Ooh, fun um okay cool we have quite a few names in here yep. so um yeah let's talk about pancreatitis because it's probably just gi upset in general is probably one of the biggest one of the biggest that gets animals into the er bed and here's the thing it is ultimately it's it's inflame it's an inflammatory response but really it's insulin resistance that is causing, that is leading to pancreatitis. And when we think of insulin resistance, we're thinking of sugars, yes. starchy carbohydrates. So 
yes, when you get this diagnosis of pancreatitis from your veterinarian, we may need to use a low-fat food immediately, but we don't want to stay on a low-fat food forever. We want to actually, um, like, we want to pay attention to the root cause and we want to attack the root cause of what's going on. And so I think because initially, like the immediate response is a low fat food, we think of like we demonize fat. And that's not at all the case. What, what often will happen, and I've actually seen this happen both ways. So you'll have a dog who has been eating high processed, um, ultra processed, high heat processed, rendered, dry, high, star high starchy carbohydrate foods that we know as kibble for years and years and years and years and years. And their pancreas is so taxed because this is, the pancreas is the only organ to produce amylase. And I don't want to get too sciencey with you guys, but that amylase is the only thing that processes these starchy car carbohydrates in a dog's body. So the pancreas is spending its entire life being really, really highly taxed, which by the way, pancreatitis is considered damp heat in traditional Chinese medicine. So we have this fire burning out of control. And then you add on top of that, this dry kibble diet, our dogs are dehydrated. So like, it's just this like perfect storm. And then they get a huge hunk of turkey skin, like really fatty piece of turkey. And we blame the turkey because it was the trigger, but really the reality is that the pancreas was so overtaxed for so long that it just couldn't handle properly this one piece of turkey that this dog got at Thanksgiving or Christmas, right? right. And so we really should not be blaming what ultimately is actually a really super wonderful healthy food that our dogs should be able to enjoy. Right. I've also seen it happen where a dog is beautifully fed a whole fresh food diet for its entire life, gets into a bag of kibble, and that is like, oh, now I've got pancreatitis. So, like, I've seen it happen both ways. Well, it's also too, like, we don't always, the body's kind of lazy, right? So, like, we have the enzymes we use often, but, like, if we don't have a use for the enzyme, the body's not producing it. So, when you are just eating the kibble, the same kibble for five years yeah. you have these enzymes and us who used to be vegan then went veggie then started eating meat like you have to take that slowly as a human as a dog whatever because when a dog is a scavenger on the street they're getting everything so those enzymes are going right they have like everything balanced but like if you have them on like a super specific diet of like chicken and lentils and like pumpkin or whatever recipe you buy and whatever is on there you have every day twice a day for four years then yes that that turkey skin is going to be like whoa undigestible but it's not because it's not digestible it's because yeah. it's not used to it and it happened to humans i'm sure anybody who's been on a vegan vegetarian meat eater diet can tell you and the problem is that we as humans we of course we feel bad being like i'm gonna have this huge feast and you can't have any so we overcorrect by giving them a piece of the, you know, the green bean casserole, which is like all covered in like creams and stuff. And then we're going to, and it comes from like a can with like tons of salt. And then we are giving them the turkey skin and the turkey breast. And then we're also giving them whatever, you know, veggies on the table, like Brussels sprouts, which now just adds like a whole layer of gassiness to the whole process. And now the pet is so uncomfortable that now we're like, oh no, our, my pet has pancreatitis that turkey or that Brussels sprout. And it's not that, it's that we went from zero to 60 overnight and now our pets yeah. pay the price. So like, it's not only what are you giving them? Like, sure, like avoid the stuff that's super high in salt, the stuff that's super sugary, especially for cats. Like cats don't need sugar, they don't taste it. Uh, avoid like anything that's, you know, super spiced. Like if you're doing your turducken and you're smoking it and you're doing all these layers of, of Creole seasoning on it, <laughs> don't give your pet that. Like. They're not ready for those spices, just like you right. have a really good first few days if you're eating all the spices here. So the same, same concept, but we forget. And I feel like we, in many cases, like to spoil our with food, but then we forget that what we're really doing is like giving them a stomach ache for no reason. Yeah. 
give them a little bit of turkey. By all means, like almost any pet can tolerate some tur turkey breast. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, share that with them. Maybe a little yeah. bit of I get right. Like your dog's on kibble. Like, what's the difference between a little, a little, a little piece? Like your base, whatever. But like, keep it simple. Like always, keep it simple. Yeah, and I mean, you can always put like if you're using fresh green beans to make yeah. a green bean casserole, put a few off to the side before it you start cooking or carrots or whatever you're, you have going on. And I'm sure everybody's having a wonderful feast, like prepare ahead of time and know that like, yes, give them a little bit of the turkey breast. Just don't include the skin. Right. Or, um, but you also, can do things with their own food to make it more fun. And like, you don't have to give them exactly what you're eating. No. Um, they might think that they want it, but maybe they don't actually really want it. Like take, take the opportunity to add a, an egg yolk to the top of their food or, I give you, you know, scrambled eggs. Yes. Um, morning before you salt them. That's the perfect thing to indulge your pet in because they probably can tolerate that. It should, maybe it'll give them a little gas, but it shouldn't, if it's not something you do often. We give our pets, both of my pets, eggs all the time. Scrambled eggs, because my kids never finish them. I always like give them a little bit. Then I salt my kids' plate and don't salt, you know, the other stuff because they do have a mix of kibbles. So I know they get, well, not the cat, but the dog. I know she gets plenty of salt, so I don't need to salt her eggs. Um, but I also think like we just have to remember that we're in charge like just because our pet wants something and i can tell you this as a parent just because your pet or your kid wants something doesn't mean that you're going to give it to them and i know that like some people are really strict with their kids but like really pushovers with their pets or vice versa like you have to set the limits otherwise you're going to be the one ending up at the emergency bed on the 26th 27th or even you know new year's like nobody wants to do that and i actually went to new orleans for christmas 2015 and not because of anything i did but i ended up in the emergency vet on the 25th on vacation with my dogs i took all four dogs to new orleans because we were living in louisiana she had a horrible uti horrible uti she had it chronically this is socks this is all socks every story <laughs> um but we there and it was so sad because there was a ton of dogs that were sick from the holiday got in a ton of euthanasias and you know that like it hurts even more because it was the 25th and so it's not a place i recommend going over the holidays because when people are at the vet on the 25th it's usually for pretty serious so this whole holiday season avoid the vet and avoid losing your pet like truly like the last thing i would ever wish on anybody the my worst enemy is to like lose their pet around the holidays like take all the precautions yeah. And I, I think it, it's probably important to say if you do wind up at the emergency vet, period, if you, like this is just a, I can't believe we're, we're saying this, this is just a blanket statement all the time, but like, especially around the holidays when you know it's super busy, there are lots of ways, like be kind, like they're, I know, like they're stressed, they're, they're stressed out too. They're not home with their families on a holiday. They're working on a holiday. They probably be working long, long shifts because somebody's on vacation that, you know, yeah. had this ready to go. They're yeah. all staffed as it is. You don't want to put any more pressure on your veterinary team because they're literally there to save the day. Um, another person that don't put a lot of pressure on is your pet sitters. Um, set up for them, leave everything that they ask you for, make sure you have the emergency contacts. If you're traveling, talk to them about what happens if your dog gets gastroenteritis or something, or like a gastritis or something because you are gone and they're nervous. Have a plan in place because all of these veterinary and pet sitting professionals are working when everybody else is off. So they're already like doing their best. They're already sacrificing their own time. And like most of them don't get paid extra for working on the holidays. They might get like a time and a half on the 25th, but like that is not, it doesn't come close to like having to like not see your family, not be with your friends and loved ones. So just always be nice and follow their instructions and like follow up when they ask you to answer, be responsive to your pet sitter. If there's an issue, like 
just because you're on vacation and celebrating and enjoying a glass of champagne doesn't mean you you know your your pet sitter doesn't need an answer about something that's going on at home. Um, if you're boarding, remember that your pet is could be exposed to this whole virus thing. Have like have a plan in place. Make sure that your boarding facility knows your veterinarian, knows who they are. Leave a card information at your vet so that you know if you can't be reached, your pet can get the emergency care that they need. And also. If your pet is not used to being boarded, know that that could be really stressful for them. So talk to the boarding facility, the pet sitter, see if they'll administer something like Calm um, from you know CBD Dog Health. Uh, talk to them about what they would do if you know if your pet started having like loose stools. There are products on the market, and I'll post one later. That's actually something that I have. I've never had to use it, but I have a product that is for both cats and dogs. It's from um, WinPro Pet, and it's like something to give when there's an acute stomach issue. That's just that you know it's not being caused by something serious, and it's like oh they have an upset stomach. They're you know they are dehydrated. They're throwing up or vomiting. So it's something that you can administer. It's dosed. It's a nice you know thing to have until maybe you get home. So talk to your professional see what they're willing to administer what the um how they're going to reach you if you're abroad and who your emergency contact is and what they are able to do in your place just have those precautions in place because they are working so hard like professional pet sitters might have 15 20 visits a day over the holidays so if they're calling you from your house it's because they can't they literally can't leave to the next pet until they hear from you about what next steps you want them to take so always be considerate with their time, even though you're on vacation. Of course, you're paying them, but just it's a team effort. It's not supposed to be just, you know, they don't work for you. This is a team. This is a team, a pet care team, like you like to say. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think I just was just looking over the list again. So never, ever, 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 ever give cooked bones Ugh. to your dog. Never, ever, 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 ever give rawhide, oh, rawhide. <laughs> to your dog. If somebody comes and gives you one of those gifts that's like the Christmas colored dyed rawhide, say thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I'll give this to them when, you know, when we're watching a movie later and just like put it away. And then as soon as they leave, throw it in the trash, just like right in the trash. Yeah. And if it gives you a, ret a retractable leash, do the same thing. I don't care how cute yeah. it is. Trash. Yes. Don't it. Don't donate these yeah. things. But the pets, the, the rescues don't want them. The shelters don't want them. Just throw them away. And if you are looking for uh, gifts for the holiday season, those are not good. Give gifts. Don't give them. Don't give your family retractable leashes, rawhide of any type. Um, and then just our suggestion always is single ingredient treats. One ingredient, the best quality made in the U.S. You find that anywhere right now right now you can find that anywhere target yeah, you can chewy online whatever one ingredient chicken hearts beef yeah. liver whatever perfect gift put a ribbon on it don't put a ribbon on it put a big <laughs> one and give it to them and that's it I look like a queen with the dog hat and you won't be risking giving a terrible gift yeah those are awful if you don't know how bad rawhide is um go look up planet pets he has an amazing very yeah. video on what goes into making that cute Christmas colored bone. Ugh, it is so gross. It is awful. It is so gross. Don't want to even look at them again. Right. And I think, so we talked a little bit about ornaments, but you know, I think it's pretty common for human moms. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Oh, hold out. What? Well, to, to use ornaments that aren't glass because you got little kids, right? But I think the same consideration, especially with those wagging tails, like at least don't put the glass or the breakable, the, if, if, it's, if it gets broken and you're gonna be upset about it, don't put it anywhere near the bottom of the tree. You know, especially if you have a puppy or a kitten, just don't put those out this year. Like keep them for future years. Like I promise you, your pet will get to the point where you can put those out, but like this might just not be the year for it. And I was actually surprised at the thing I tagged you in because I know that there are, I had a dog, Titan actually, let's, let's treat, take the, the heat off socks now. But I, <laughs> he was a puppy, he was still kind of teething and we put up mm. our Christmas tree and he did crunch on one of the glass ornaments. And I was mm. like, 
course, like immediately I took everything. I was younger and I didn't know any better. I didn't, I never imagined that a dog would crunch glass. It didn't smell like, or taste like food, but they do. It's a sensory thing. It, it, it's interesting. It's something to chew on. I mean, it doesn't have to make sense to us, but it makes sense to them. So um, I was surprised that this dog that got into stuff um, this reel that we saw actually chewed a plastic ornament. So I thought those were pretty, like, I guess more chew proof, but not always. So if you have a chewer of one, yeah. like, or just like, you know, if it's a dog, you know, go from like the middle up or something because they can chew them. I mean, the quality of stuff is, you know, worse and worse every year. All this stuff is like, you know, volume made and like not, you know, it's, it's meant to be consumerist heaven. So it's not really meant to like long last long. And if your pet is a chewer, they're going to get into those ornaments. They're going to get into your garlands. They're going to get into whatever, you know, tree skirt you use. Like they, all of those things, like take a look, make sure there's no like, you know, like little things like embellishment that they could swallow yeah. because that really could, it could be like the dumbest thing that lands them in the emergency vet. It always is, isn't it? It is. Well, and it seems like that particular dog that, because, he also had the light bulb, like the little Christmas tree light light bulb, like was just indiscriminately grabbing and chewing it. Like it's, I'm figuring the tree was unplugged because he didn't mention anything about like the dog being electrocuted. <laughs> so it sounds like the, to me, like the dog was just kind of indiscriminately grabbing and chewing yeah. from, from the tree. Because, you know, obviously nobody was supervising him for at least a little bit. No, no hate or judgment on the parents yeah. or whatever however long it took him because sometimes it doesn't take long at all nobody was supervising this dog so it makes me wonder like how about the people who are going to work like uh leaving for hours at a time like make sure that you not only have your tree off but unplug it because there are those plugs that like it stays on all the time but then you like press yeah. it it's still connected to power. So like best to just unplug things, um, best to tie your tree up so it doesn't collapse. Like we used a command hook and fishing wire and we just put the command hook behind the tree where you can't see it, wrap the fishing wire where you can't see it. But if my cat does that whole like, you know, body surfing on the tree thing that they like to do, it's not coming down. So those kind of precautions, I remember I had a client um, when I had a pet sitting business that left that left on like a week vacation and they left the Christmas tree on, right? So like my pet sitter at first was like, oh, it must be on a timer. Goes the next morning, it's still on. Goes the next afternoon, it's still on. And so she, she told, she let, thankfully I had, I had older, smarter, more um, like life, life lessened employees. So she was like, Isabel, I feel like they're not, they're not, I think they left the tree on like, perpetually and so i called the client i was like what you know i or i texted the client or something is is it on a timer do you want me to unplug it she was like no it's fine it's not on a timer it just stays on forever and i was like if you don't mind we're just gonna unplug it while we're taking care of your pet and it was a yeah. cat it was a cat yeah and i was like yeah we're gonna unplug it and like that's just like the safest thing to do if you have it on a timer that's great but also like if you're pet starts gnawing on it, that timer may not be enough to not have some kind of electricity flowing through there. You'd have to like look at that particular timer and see how much it blocks. But like, just to be on the safe side, if you can't supervise your pet, baby proof your tree and unplug things and candles, as much as I love candles, I have flameless candles all over my house. They look beautiful. Costco and Sam's Club has them. They come in like a, I bought like too many boxes last year. They're wonderful. They, you know, they work on a battery. That's a great way to build like atmosphere, Christmas spirit without like the risk of like a home fire or, you know, yeah. an injury to your pet. Um, because, you know, these things are things that we don't think about until we're like, oh no, the cat burned his nose on the candle. Right. Now Not to mention the chemicals and everything from the scent yeah. of like blah, blah, blah. And, Yeah, especially this time they're all very scented that's definitely not good for your pets especially your cats yes 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 so okay let's pick a name Evan. Yay! pick a name 
So hopefully you're still here. If I pick your name, here's the calm <laughs> bottle of calm you're gonna get. Has my. We will shoot. Yes, I'll get it out tomorrow. Um, get it. All right. We don't need it. Just let us know. We'll go to the next person. Oh yeah. Okay. I think the person I picked, I just, I was looking through and she's in the UK. So I'm sorry, Diane. Um, I'm sorry. I know. If, if it could even, we could even get it there. Oh, that's right. DVD, right? Yeah. Oh, Michelle Hansen. Michelle. Yay. Yes. DM me um, with your mailing address. Michelle and I will get it out to you tomorrow. This bottle, this exact bottle, will be coming to you. <laughs> in fact, I'm gonna put it right back in the in the little plasticky thingy. So um, next week, next Monday is Christmas. So we will not be here next Monday. Um, but well, oh, hello, Dr. Harvey. So we're just finishing up, but. The treat fairy and Neil Resto over here on Facebook, and hello, Julie Williams. And yes, all these wonderful people, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we will, this will be you'll be able to come back to this because we started out with 10 reasons why you absolutely should get your pet into the veterinarian's office right away, and then we talked about um, some reasons, some things you should be doing to make sure you are not winding up in the er bed yes. over and the holidays you a ton of anecdotes from my dog that gave me so much to work with and taught me so much she will forever be my better because she was the biggest challenge ever <laughs> the worst and the best all at the same time so the yes we will be thank back you first We're actually yes do, we should do like a little like mimosa um something, something. fun for yeah but I do and it's the first we need the holidays end on the 6th because of Spain Spain celebrates uh, the three kings on the 6th so I go from the 24th through the 6th and it's the holidays for me so okay. I will post as on the first and we're gonna talk about New Year's resolutions for pet parents and yes we both have different resolutions um if you are interested in excuse me, in improving your pet's diet, you will absolutely want to hear what Jessica has to say because we've not even discussed this and I already know what she's going to say. <laughs> diet. Um, and I will talk about maybe exercise and enrichment Ooh. and that that we can do very easily if we get into a routine about it. So we'll just, you know, share ideas of how we can make our pets' lives better in 2024. Not that we're not already doing everything we can, but just like easy things that we can incorporate um, and, you know, get a fresh start for the new year. Yes. Sounds like so much fun. Um, guys for allowing me to stuff my Christmas cards while I was talking to you. <laughs> oh, how cute. Notice that I was something over here that, you know, time's running out and mom's yeah. like, and mama's yeah. very, so I'm stuffing get cards so that I can send them to the family and uh, hopefully they'll go out tomorrow. Well, what, okay, so my podcast tomorrow is with BC Henschen, Um, and he is the pet food guy, by the way. He knows, like, everything there is to know about the behind-the-scenes of pet food, so definitely an episode you don't want to miss, and then what do you have coming out this week? I have Sam Hutchison of Bear Bites, the best single ingredient you'll find, um, and she's a friend of ours, and we celebrated Christmas. Well, I celebrated Christmas, and she was a Grinch. She doesn't look and I invited her to be my guest for Christmas episode. <laughs> she, the day we were recording, she doesn't really love Christmas. So we still had a good time with it. Um, it's really funny because um, we talked about, you know, why single ingredient dog and cat treats are the best gift because I am convinced that if anybody shows up at my house with a single ingredient dog or cat treat, they know what's up. So we talked about that. We talked, we just played some games about Christmas and like what her favorite Christmas movie is, which I'm sure you know is The Grinch because she's a Grinch. Um, and we just had a good time. I hope that you guys will enjoy that. And last week, um, I did put out the episode with Kirsten Brand, who created a helmet for dogs that are noise phobic. 
And I really want you guys to, if you have a noise phobic dog, watch that episode. Send it to people who don't believe you that noise phobia is a real thing and that you really do have to be home on the holidays because of it. Um, and check out, she shows us the helmet and it's really cool. So I, I really <laughs> encourage you to watch that episode because it was really fun, but it was also really informative. And I just thank you guys for joining us. It was fun yes. today. Yay. It was so much fun. Can't wait to talk. So two, two weeks, two weeks, we'll talk to you guys again in the new year. Yeah. Can you yeah. believe it? In, two weeks away. Well, I'm going to talk to you um, at some point during, like, do a happy hour. I'm not recording anymore oh. for the year, but I usually do happy hour after I record. So hopefully this Wednesday at 4, I can still do happy hour. So that is something that I'm going to do. And then next week, I don't know what's going to happen. We don't. Nobody knows what's going to happen next week. Well, I'm getting a massage this Wednesday because <laughs> I am doing, I'm doing a three-day water fast that I'm starting tomorrow. I saw that. And um, I'm so excited. I'm so, so, so excited. And so Wednesday, like right in the middle, I'm going to go get a massage and just kind of chill out. Yeah, I do water fast too. I don't drink enough water. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, I'm not going to eat any food for three days. <laughs> I would never do that. Like she's food for three days and just drink. And I am the t the person who's drinking everything but water, and I'm <laughs> not doing that. So yeah, this is why we love coming to you together because we're both so different. Like, I will be doing a champagne fast. No, yeah, champagne fast. So okay. if, if all you're drink if all you're <laughs> drinking that, it's a fast. So I'm doing uh -huh. fast for the next two weeks. Okay. Well, I don't know that you will get the same results that I'm gonna get. <laughs> Is that, is that, is that a challenge? <laughs> I think there's, people are going to be like, she has a problem. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I have a family. This is all. <laughs> no, but really I, I am following, um, Gary Brecka's three day water fast because I have never done it before and he kind of eases you into it. So I will actually have some bone broth tomorrow to kind of ease me into it and then really. Have you done any kind of fast, like 24 hours, 48 hours? Mm -mm. No, I've only been doing intermittent fasting. Right. So like I'll stop eating at like six or seven and then I don't eat until the next day at lunch. Yeah. Kind of thing. I love intermittent fasting. I just don't know that I could do a three day fast because what happens is I, then I just feel like I'm thinking about what I can't eat all the time. I'm a very bad dieter for that reason. Because like, if you tell me I can't have dairy now, I just want ice cream. And if you tell me I can't ha have food and I can only yeah. have water, I'm just going to be thinking about food constantly. So I wish you nothing but success. I can't wait to hear about it yeah. when we convene on the first. Yes. Yes. I'm really, I'm hoping, like I'm hoping that it, kind of gets rid of my sugar cravings. I'm really interested to see like what autophagy feels like <laughs> because I've still like, just, you know, when you get older, you've got this stuff and then the pouch and the, I don't want it. <laughs> I can hear you doing it for like, yeah, the sugar cravings and stuff, especially around the holiday season and all that, but um, you don't need it physically. You're beautiful. You don't need any of that, but you know, I think it's great that you're focusing on your health while all of us are focusing on champagne. Like, I think yes. that's really admirable. <laughs> well, I know you will enjoy your champagne. I will. Um, I will. And by the time we see each other again, I will be able to enjoy something. Okay, guys. see what it is. Yeah, you can also just do like a fresh juice and put it in a cute glass and then, yeah, there we go. Or like a Martinelli's or something. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> I know. Location cocktail for kids. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. Um, have a wonderful holiday season. I will hope to see you Wednesday. I'll be all dressed up because I do have a, an event that evening. So I'll come on real quick before I go out. And I'm going to take an Uber so I can be safe. So everybody, please be careful out there. It is a crazy time. It is a very... Um, weird time you know just like yeah. this time of year people are 
supposed to be in the holiday spirit, but really they're just rushing and angry. So just be careful. No road rage. We're in Texas, so we got to say that. Um, and, you know, take care of yourselves, however it is, with champagne or with a water fast, whatever feels right to you. And we love you and thank you for your support this year. We'll see you next year. Yes. Bye. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season and happy new year. Yeah. Bye.